last week we ended our time together in John chapter 9 where Jesus said he is the light of the world and I want to remind you of what we said about light light dispels the darkness it's very frustrating to walk in darkness you can easily get hurt but when the light comes on and you see the circumstances around you then you can protect yourself from danger. I think it's the same way when Jesus Christ comes into your life and gives you the ability to see things that you were blinded to before. And how wonderful to just let him be in control and guide my steps and direct my path. It's just the best way to live. And it's funny, when he had spoken that, uh, he. He spit on the ground and made spittle and put it on the eyes of the man that was born blind. He had seen the man, remember, in the first of this chapter? He saw a blind man there. And the disciples said, who sinned, his parents? Or did he sin? Is that why he's blind? And we, we need to remember the lesson from that situation. He said, no. This man was born blind so that God could do his work. And I really believe that God wants to work in us when, really when things don't go our way or when we're unhappy or we're disappointed, then the power of God is revealed to us. And, and I just know that until God really begins to, to work in and through you, and answer your prayers, it's hard to love him. Because you love people you get to know. And you love people that love you. And he loves us and proves it to us by answering our prayer. And when he answers prayer, we get so excited. And then we begin to love him. And so he told the blind man what to do. He put clay on his eyes and he said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. Now, think about it. This guy's blind. He doesn't see. This is a real person. He doesn't see who's doing this. And yet, when Jesus told him what to do, he just did it. He went his way, therefore, and washed and came back seeing. Isn't that amazing? And you know, it's funny, when we do what God says do, it's just better for us. Now, here come the neighbors. Now, wouldn't you think that if this guy has been blind all his life, and he's sitting there begging by the temple, he sat just at the entrance to the temple begging, and they knew who was this old blind beggar. Every time they went to the temple, they saw him. Now, the neighbors came, and they knew he was blind, and they said, is, is this the one that used to, that sat here begging all the time? You see, when you open your eyes, you look different. You can see, and people look at you, and you're, you're different looking. And some said, yep, I think that's him, and others said, well, it kind of looks like him. But then the guy spoke up, and he said, I'm he. Yes, I'm the one. I've been sitting here all my life begging, and now I can see. 
And then they said unto him, How did your eyes get opened? How did this happen to you? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay, anointed my eyes, and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and I washed, and I received my sight. That's his testimony. That's exactly what happened. A man called Jesus put clay on my eyes and told me to go to the pool and wash, and I did, and now I can see. That's just what happened to him. And then they said, well, who is he? He said, I don't know. And so these dear, sweet neighbors took him to the Pharisees, the rulers of the law. And it was on the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Now remember, the Jewish people don't work on the Sabbath. That's the law. And if you do anything on the Sabbath, no matter how good it is, you've broken the law, you've sinned. And then the Pharisees asked him how he, how he got his sight. And I just love to read how he condensed it. He made it shorter, but he still told the truth. He said, well, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. And you know, that's what happens when you start giving your testimony. At first it's so long and, and then you just kind of shorten it, but you still tell the truth. Now, the Pharisees, again, they're the, the leaders of the Jews. And you would think they, say, they would say, God, isn't this wonderful? And you know, the fact is, when wonderful things happen to people, the people don't always rejoice over it. They seem to always want to find fault with it or something. And the Pharisees said, this man is not of God because he didn't keep the Sabbath. Others said, well, how can a man that's a sinner do such miracles? There was division among them. Have you ever noticed that Christianity divides? You would think it would unify but it divides. And they say unto the blind man again, what do you say of him that opened your eyes? He said, he's a prophet. But the Jews didn't believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight. So now they call the parents. All right, buddy. We're going to get your mom and dad in here and see if this is really you. Now, those of you listening, if you have children and they were blind and all of a sudden they could see, would, wouldn't you just be thrilled to death? Oh, yes, you would be. So they asked the parents. They said, is this your son? And you say he was born blind? Then how, how does he see? How does he now see? The parents answered and said, Yes, this is our son, and he was born blind. But why, what means he now sees, we don't know. Or who has opened his eyes, we don't know who did this. He's of age, you go ask him and let him speak for himself. See, we don't want to get in this fight. We don't get, want to get between 
the Pharisees and our son. So leave us out of it and go ask him. What cold hearts people have. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews. They wouldn't stand up for their son because of their fear of the Jews. And that's happening in America today. People don't want to stand up for truth because they fear people in power that might disagree with you. So what's changed? Nothing. The Jews had agreed already that if anybody did confess that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents again, he's of age, go ask him. And then again they, they called the man that was blind and they said, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. Now, I just love what this man said. He said, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. But there's one thing I know. I was blind, and now I can see. And so he's shortened his testimony again. Yep, I was blind, now I see. He didn't need to tell them what, how it happened. They, they didn't believe it anyway. So why should he cast his pearls among the swine? They didn't care. And then they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And look what this young man said. I love it. He said, I've told you already and you didn't hear. Why should I tell you again? Will you become one of his disciples? If I tell you again, what are you going to do this time? And then they turned on him. They reviled him and they said, you are his disciples, but we are Moses' disciple. Now, what did Moses do for the Jewish people? Gave them the law. And they were going to keep the law. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fella, who was that fella? God in the flesh. We don't know where he came from. Then the man answered him and said, What I hear in is a marvelous thing, that you know not from whence he is, and yet he has opened my eyes? And you're standing here arguing about who he is and where he came from, and, and I'm standing here before you and I can see you know, you go tell people that Jesus Christ has come into your life and forgiven your sins and given you eternal life, and they'll look at you like, where did you come from, if they don't believe? Now, we know that God hears not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and does his will, him he hears. Do you want God to hear you when you pray? then you obey him. You do his will. And what is his will? Remember it tells us in Ephesians, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I tell you again, the will of the Lord is singular. And it's the same for all his children. He wants to be in control of your life. He knows what's best for you. 
He loved you enough to give his life for you. And he wants to protect you and provide for you and direct you. And then he'll hear your prayers. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of one that was blind? This man said, you know, I have never heard of this happening before. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered him and they said, you are altogether born in sin. You teach us, who do you think you are? You're a sinner just like we are. You have no right to teach us. And they threw him out. Now here we learn something else wonderful. Jesus heard they cast him out. And when he found him, he said unto him, Do you believe on the Son of God? You see, Jesus was keeping up with his child. He knew what was going on with him. He went away physically, but he knew what was happening to him. And the blind man said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, You have seen him, and it is he that talks with you. Just imagine talking to a stranger and finding out it's God. I think of that, that song, I've always loved it. It says, imagine stepping on land and finding it heaven. Imagine holding a hand and finding it's God's. I think that's what happens to us when we die. We quit breathing and we open our eyes and there we are in heaven. I can't imagine. And then touching a hand and, and there's God. He said, Lord, I believe. And this man worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment I have come into the world that they which see not might see and that they which might see be made blind when they refuse to believe, they can't see. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said, are we blind also? Are you saying we, the ruler of the Jews, the disciple of Moses are blind? And look at Jesus' answer. If you were blind, you should have no sin but now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. You see, we're all sinners, every one of us. And even those of us with Jesus Christ in our heart, we continue to sin. And I pray that God will open my eyes to the sin in my life. And I pray the same for you. Not that you feel condemned or bad, but that you are rejoicing that there's a way to get rid of your sin by agreeing with God that you're wrong and having him take it away and replace it with the fruit of the Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for listening.